one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through safer and smarter movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Before I get into today's episode, I want to invite you to try my lit daily online classes with me. You'll get a free trial if you sign up now, and I have a library of anatomy-based yoga classes to make you feel the best in your body, plus a different daily class with me. I also do special monthly live streams, so check that out at movementbylara.com. Now for today's episode, what to do instead of seated forward folds. So I get this question a lot, although people have really loved learning that I don't do seated forward folds or I don't teach them in a public setting. So if you're not a yogi, it's it's um, you can still learn a lot from this because you probably at some point, maybe in gym class as a kid or even your personal trainer or something gets you on the ground and has you quote unquote, stretch your hamstrings by bringing one leg out. And it's like the run it, like the hurdler stretch and things like that, or both legs out. And in yoga, we call that um, Pachimottanasana. I'm like having a moment here because I'd never do it, right? Okay, so legs out. And I'm, I, when I say I never do it, I'm not saying it's wrong. That's the big caveat because some people are like, well, it feels really good. So if it feels good, I'm not telling you not to do it, but I'm going to offer you some other ways to get that same feel good uh, sensation from a forward fold. So what is the purpose of a seated forward fold? Well, the purpose is to open up your the posterior chain of your body. So the chain of the body is that 
when we talk about um, segments of the body because it's it, it's practical. It's like I need to stretch my hamstrings. Here is a hamstring stretch, and so we get kind of attached to this idea like I need to stretch my hamstrings. My hamstrings are really tight. I need to stretch my calves. My calves are really tight. When in reality, the this is all kind of one continuous tissue that. Um, changes in shape and changes in the connection to the joints and therefore the how it operates at that joint and produces motion. But the tissue, start to think of it as like one chain of tissue. So one large um, piece of tissue, kind of like, uh, like if I put saran wrap around my foot and then just brought it up my leg and then brought it up my back and then brought it over my shoulders and then even up my neck and around my skull. So it's like that kind of feeling. And and so depending on uh, the position I take during the day or the movement patterns I do, that saran wrap, quote unquote, is going to adapt to that. So it might get um, kind of more crinkly in some areas or more pulled and, and spread out in some areas. And that's how our the connective tissue that surrounds, encompasses, and it connects everything, the fascia, that's kind of how it does. But it's, it's much more than the fascia. It's, it's, it's all of it. But it, this is a way of starting to think of it so that we're not just like, I'm skidding on the ground so I can stretch out my hamstrings. Because when people do a seated forward folds and they really love it, what they love is the feeling of that, that pull. Because uh, um, the back part of the body, if, if we're flexing a lot during the day, meaning or just compressed, you know, or sitting, that back part of the body wants to uh, do the opposite. So we want to open that up and extend it. So then what we do is sit on the floor and we kind of lie on our legs or, or attempt to do that. And so we're getting that pull because we've now taken our legs out straight and our trunk is meant to be straight. And then we're, we're moving over the hinge of the hips in theory. And so pulling on the tissue that way. So you're feeling it in your hamstrings and maybe in your back, the back fascia feels it. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's just more effective ways of stretching, quote unquote, the the flexibility around the joints and and affecting the pliability of the fascia without sitting more because we do sit a lot. And in the sitting, we've developed... um, Almost, we can not only habitual ways of sitting, but we change the the mapping of sitting and kind of what it means to sit well in our brain. So if you're sitting all day and you're not sitting that great, most likely, and then you go and you sit on the floor, but your brain knows how what sitting feels like, so it kind of goes into that. So for a lot of people, they sink forward or they sink, they'll sink back into their pelvis and tip the pelvis. And that will overly stretch the lumbar spine and the lumbar area. And that's the posterior tilt. So that's like when you're really slumping and you're going like behind your sit bones. Uh, You still will have a shortening in the front of your hips because you're flexed, you know, you're in a sitting position. So then you go to the ground and you do the same thing. And you're stretching one part of it, but you're almost overly stretching that part. So imagine just going the saran wrap at your low back and just kind of pulling there. What is a more effective way of doing it is doing it with your feet in weight bearing. So I'm going to give you a few alternative poses because people do ask me for that. They're like, okay, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do plow. 
because that's another one I don't recommend, but I love that stretchiness feeling that I get when I do that. So this is what you will do instead. The first thing you'll do is stand and get really lengthened up through the spine. So imagine you just came from a seated position and just unfold your hips so that you're lengthening and getting that extension in your hips. And then you'll slide your hands down your thighs, bend your knees, slide your hands down the front of your legs on your shins and all the way down possibly to your ankles. And you will you will bend your knees as you do this with the goal of getting your belly on your thighs. And then when you get to that position, let your head release. So almost like you were going to look, so you're folding forward and almost as if you could look back up at your your belly, but you're not going to be able to see it because your belly's on your thighs, hopefully. But that's how much you're going to be doing that neck, the flexion of the, the upper part of the cervical spine. And just stay like that. You're not going to add any overpressure or you're not going to add anything else. You're just going to keep a, a small amount of engagement, at least in the abdominals, your weight bearing down through the feet. And gravity is your best friend. It really is. Gravity is why are we not using something that is here for us to use? And that is gravity. So let gravity help the natural tractioning of that fascia of the spine and all that same stuff you will get when you sit on your bottom and do a seated forward fold. So you've essentially taken your seated forward fold, but you've put weight bearing into it. It's like somebody just picked you right up but you stayed in the same position. Now, if you want to straighten your knees more, that's fine with one caveat. Your belly has to stay connected to the upper thighs. Once you start to pick the belly up away from it, that means you're rounding in your back. And in effect, you're going to start to pull um, in, in an imbalanced way, similar to what you did when you were in your seated forward fold. So it's way better to keep the knees bent than to um, straighten the knees and have the belly pulled away. You can stay in this position for as long as you like. You can stay there for 15 seconds. You can stay there for two or three minutes. At some point, you're, the blood is going to want to return back out of your head. So you're going to need to rise back up and do that carefully. But you need to keep, like again, some engagement in the muscles of the front body, the abdominals, to help that lengthening. So keeping that engagement there so it's not fully passive is really going to help. But weight-bearing through the feet is already going to help the legs maintain some of that activity. Now, the next stage of this, which feels really lovely, is you do the exact same thing, but you're facing a wall. And you don't want to like bonk your head against the wall. So you'll walk a little bit away from the wall, but you will be a few feet away from the wall, slide your hands down your legs, and then start to walk toward the wall until some part of your back ribs connects to the wall. Now, this is a big step up because now you've got um, weight bearing in your feet and you're getting some additional pressure from the wall into the ribs and it makes you it makes you feel like you've just been sandwiched but this is amazing um stretch quote unquote for all that stuff that 
we were talking about before that you get when you're seated forward fold. You need to remain calm because if you if you tend to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm really like almost claustrophobic, it'll feel like it'll feel like you're really close to the wall because you are. You're leaning into the wall and your your head is really close to your shins. Your knees can be bent a lot. Your heels need to be on the floor. To get out of it, stay there, stay there and breathe. So really exhale out because again, sometimes if you're like in this more compressed state, um, not compressed, but just tighter amount of space, you'll be like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Just relax and breathe. But then when you're ready to exit, walk away from the wall first and then slowly come up because again, your head has been down for a while. So you want that blood flow to come up and, 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 you want to be breathing as you're doing it. But that's an amazing, amazing, that's going to give you more stretch than you could get by sitting on the floor doing a seated forward fold. Now, another great option for not stretching in seated forward fold is in addition to all the stuff I do on my classes, which is you know, one-legged, bent knees, standing split, and all that kind of stuff. But also using a wall is that you would just a simple down dog on the wall. All right. It's not so simple. It's a lot of strength, but it's working these same things that you would be doing when you're sitting on your butt. So come into a down dog where your hands are on the floor and your feet are on the floor and your pelvis is up. So it's imagine like a triangle shape. And you've, if you're not familiar with yoga, just, just put your you can start with your knees on the ground, your hands on the ground, and then just tuck your toes and lift your knees off the ground and pike up in the pelvis. So that already is putting you at that pull up for the posterior chain. So you should be feeling some pull in your hamstring and don't let the ribs go toward the thighs, but instead pull the front ribs up into the back body so that you're going to get more of that length that you're wanting. But what you can do is walk your feet up a wall. So you would take your down dog with your heels touching the wall, walk your hands back as close as you feel like you can, you know, that you feel like you're going to be able to maintain and then step one foot up at a time. So you're at a 90 degree angle, essentially. So your hands are on the ground, your feet are on the wall. And now you're using again, gravity to help you, but also you're countering gravity with your abdominal wall and lifting up. So you're stretching that posterior chain of the body in such an amazing way. This is more advanced strength-wise and stretch-wise. So just if if it feels like too much, then stay in a down dog and work it there. But that's essentially a forward fold of sorts and you happen to be inverting. So all of these do involve your head being down because that's that head being down is the that final top layer of the saran wrap that you want to get a stretch as well. And so if that feels like I don't want to my you know my wrist don't like that, the other option is to face the wall and bring one leg straight up and or you step your foot on the wall. So you're forming again that kind of 90 degree angle between your leg and your where your leg is and where the bottom leg is. So say, for instance, you're facing the wall and you you stand on your left leg and put your right leg on, right foot on the wall, and then attempt to just stand there and get as tall as you can in your spine. 
and not letting your left knee bend, not letting your pelvis tuck under. So this is a way of also retraining how you sit because if you're used to sitting and kind of rocking back into the pelvis and the low back, this will help you um, form that, that pathway in your brain of how to keep your pelvis neutral and that the leg that's the foot that's on the wall is getting a wonderful hamstring and calf and foot stretch. And you can keep it like that. You don't even have to bend over like you would in a forward fold. But if you can keep your spine long, you can start to reach your hands toward the wall. But notice if you round in the spine or the pelvis dips or something. So what's most important is that uprightness of the spine. And then if you have the flexibility, you can add the hands toward the wall. But why are these these four examples um, superior in my mind than seated forward folds? You see the, the big uh, similar thread between all of those is weight bearing. You're putting weight through your feet in some way, and that is giving the energy. So again, just like we want to use gravity, we have this natural energy force. We want to use the ground as well, because ground reaction force is giving energy up through the body, and it stimulates the muscles to contract. And when the muscles are contracting, they're not only going to um, hold and harness the energy, and then that helps us in our attempt to get more flexible in the joint. But they also keep us um, safe, safer and supported in our joints. So we're, again, not pulling in one area. Because those seated forward folds can really be imbalanced in the way they pull. They tend to pull a lot at the sacrum and the low back, which can cause back issues or at least make back issues even worse. And they can also overly pull right where the hamstring inserts at the SI joint, I mean, the, um, at the ischial tuberosity. So when you have weight bearing, you are, you are putting in some real safety measures and your body likes that. So I just think for most people, you're sitting a lot. It's just redundant to sit some more. Get activity in your legs to get more space in your joints. I hope that helped you. And I'd love to hear any um, of your things that you do that are in, instead of a forward fold. So you can always write me at podcast at movementbylara.com and please share this episode, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you, and if you take a screenshot of your um, rating and send it to podcast at movementbylara, we will give you a free episode. So that's another way of trying out um, my classes online. Pulling for you, we want movement to be strong, safe, and sustainable. So let's do this for for a long time together. Lots of hugs. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.